Welcome to A Little Forward, a podcast by Freeform. I'm April Quio. And I'm Jenny Yang, and we are your hosts. This week, we're talking about activism. And our guest today is the amazing Zuri Adele. She plays Malika on Freeform's Good Trouble. And if you're not familiar, Malika is an activist through and through and spends the bulk of her time lifting up the Black Lives Matter movement. We spoke to Zuri about what it's been like to play Malika and how she relates to the character in real life. We had so much fun talking to her. She is so sweet and so smart, and we cannot wait for you to hear it. And as always, later in the show, we'll have advice from our personal life coach, Matt Belisai. But first, you already know what time it is. Let's kick things off with Struggle of the Week. Struggle of the Week! That's our new transition, so just (laughs) feel free to edit that in. Wow. This week, our struggle is all about activism. 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 Active is the key part of that. I know. Let's talk about it. There are so many isms to be active about, April. What what is your struggle when it comes to activism? I think within activism, my biggest struggle is just what comes along with making yourself sort of front facing when it comes to activism. So I have a podcast called She's All Fat. Check it out. It's about body positivity, just sort of born out of me and my friend Sophie's frustration and like the the lack of understanding of what body positivity actually means in public conversation. So you'll see it in like a perfume ad or you'll see it in like a deodorant ad is like it's like I'm body positive which is why I use deodorant like that doesn't mean anything so I was like I'm fed up I'm gonna make something I'm gonna you know put myself out there and hopefully educate people have some fun and have my own space mm. but what comes with that is also if you put yourself in the front of a like activism conversation people want to critique you and sort of hold you to these like impossible standards so Ugh. they're like you said you're an activist but in 2010 I saw that you tweeted this and this <gasps> and that that's never happened to me but like it's happened to my friends but even me on like a very low level it's like you say you're an activist but like for example you use the word guys and it's like not everyone identifies as a guy and it's like that's very true I want to be really inclusive but also like I am very much doing my best and I definitely am somebody who wants to be critiqued and held accountable but that doesn't mean I want to be like held under a microscope yeah and I feel like when it comes to conversations about activism people are using that micro- microscope on people who are trying to help those conversations and not on the people who are just like out here wiling, being, being problematic. They would rather yes. critique like someone who's involved with Black Lives Matter instead of just like your racist uncle. And I just feel like the energy is misdirected. Mm. Like not that people who are front facing are perfect, but more so it's like, okay, you just sent me a 3000 word email about how you didn't like a phrase I used, but like, have you talked to your racist dad? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But that said, it's like, I still think activism is so important and I still like everything I do creatively or otherwise has a sort of social element to it, just like this, like something that's still like having these important conversations. Yeah. But the part that I still struggle with is just the like, you have to deal with the public. Like now that you're like, I'm the person having this conversation, people are like, great. And here's X, Y, Z of why like you're problematic and you're canceled and I can't stand you. Uh, it's like, great. Well, I'm literally just trying my best. It's you hard know? to navigate. Oh, that's my struggle when it comes to activism. What is your struggle? Okay, for me as a comedian, mm-hmm. you know, working in stand-up comedy specifically, but then also just Hollywood in general, I think what I'm struggling with is people do know me as someone who 
is pretty active, speaks up about issues, Mm -hmm. who has even organized my own stand-up comedy tour and comedy festival to like lift up either Asian American, you know, you know, female or queer or just other kinds of voices that aren't typically seen on a comedy stage. And I love that I'm known for that. But I also struggle with as a stand-up comic where I'm out there in the clubs, in the theaters, you know what I mean, yes. in the bars, figuring out my material and or even having a voice on Twitter or Instagram, whatever, that I have to navigate feeling like I'm either too quote-unquote woke mm. for stand-up comedy, mm. but also then therefore maybe quote not woke enough for either college spaces or activist and movement spaces you know I I think that's what gets me heated you know a little bit Mm -hmm. is like I'm struggling to give voice to my story and I also want a little bit of grace and understanding from the very people who care about my story to let me work that out absolutely you know and you've seen people have activism burnout happens all the time all the time for sure. And so trying to figure out how to maintain these things that are important to you, but also have your sanity, have your peace, get grace from people. That is the ultimate struggle, truly. Time to go to a spa. Oh, yes, that would be amazing. But we do have to finish this episode. Like we can't just leave for the spa now. I think contractually <laughs> <laughs> we need to be here. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, then let's keep it. Let's keep this going. Then. Let's do it. So before we get into our interview with Zuri Adel, we have another word from one of our freeform faves. This week, we hear from cloak and dagger actress Olivia Holt. I am Olivia Holt. I play Tani Bowen on Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. And I think one of my character's biggest struggles is, especially this second season, focusing on the realm of human trafficking. I think we really challenge not just our characters this season, but we challenge our audience on what is right and what is just and what is the decisions that we make as human beings to create a society that makes people feel comfortable and welcomed and also safe. And Tandy this season has definitely dealt with a lot of trauma with her dad passing away and her realizing that she doesn't feel completely welcomed in her own home and deals with a lot of drug addiction, um, abuse, and she's not just opening up a conversation for the characters in the show, but also our audience. She's taking action, and I think it's important for people to see those elements and to watch every frame of every single episode because it's very important to, to recognize these things and to be aware. Wow, Olivia, thank you so much for sharing all of that truly powerful stuff. And if you haven't already, make sure to check out Freeform's Cloak and Dagger. And now it's time for this week's interview. Okay, Jenny, I am so hyped right now. Yes. Because we have Zuri Adele in the studio. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here. It's my first podcast interview. We popped the cherry. (laughs) 
<laughs> what an honor. And if you don't know, listening at home, Suri is an actress on Good Trouble. She plays Malika. She's an activist and she's an unconditional lover. Wow. And we, we love that for you. Wow. Truly. Oh my gosh. Thank <laughs> I you. I sure so am. Much. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you let's, for having me. Let's talk. Let's get into it. Let's do it. So, first, we'd love to know if you could tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Where'd you come from? What did your parents do? And sort of how that inspired and informed what you do today. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I I always say I came from Africa um, and yeah. still, you know, by trade. So still learning which part. And then I came through these beautiful humans, my parents. I moved around a lot, but um, I mostly grew up in the Bay Area in Palo Alto, California. And my mom, she um, she was working at Stanford University. Mm-hmm. And my dad, I uh, lived in Brooklyn, New York. And so I would go back and forth between the Bay Area and Brooklyn. And yeah, back and forth. And then I, I lived in Atlanta for a while. I went to Spelman College. Yes. And yeah, and then I moved out to Los Angeles. So a couple of travels and international sort of experiences in the theater world and um, also like teaching um, overseas here and there and but yeah definitely like the Bay Area and Brooklyn are the places I rep (laughs) yeah beautiful and then so you identify as an activist I'm wondering does that come from your parents or your upbringing and sort of how did your parents engage with social issues when you were growing up I had sort of a curriculum at home where I was continuing to learn about myself. And then my house was filled with art, you know, with art um, that showed depictions of people of acknowledged African descent. And so there was always a continued passionate conversation about black liberation going on in my household. Mm, Beautiful. That's I mean, that's a that's so amazing because uh, it's completely not how I think a lot of people grow up mm-hmm. right where it's like school is over school is over yeah no no you know Mm-mm. but school was at home as well yeah, yeah we have to fight for like ethnic studies or african-american studies or asian-american right. studies right at school in college in order to get any of this and you grew up with this yeah well like, at home and it's because I didn't grow up with it at school where mm-hmm. I was going I think that it, they they planted a great seed in me and made me make sure that when I went to college, I didn't have to fight for these things to be in my curriculum anymore. I finally started to learn about that. And I would say that's when I started to see myself as an activist or passionate about activism was once, you know, once I was in college as well. I didn't I didn't know anything else when I was a kid. So I just thought that was my normal way of learning. Oh, what a gift. It's truly what, awesome. what a gift. Yeah. <laughs> we were born woke, someone yeah, could say. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Oh my gosh. So your character Malika is also an activist and yes. also sort of walks out these same principles that seems like were instilled in you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about her. Tell us about your character for people who may not be familiar and sort of what, what she's all about, what she cares about. Oh my gosh. Malika is so dope. She is such a vocal and active activist. She's so passionate about learning she's full of perseverance she's a former foster kid she has now like blended in with this beautiful chosen family in the coterie in her in her place of living and she's studying social anthropology so she is just like a self-starter she's a hustler she is non-stop yeah I I would say that her activism is is more almost feels like more active than mine like mine has been 
um, mostly through my artistry, whereas hers is like in her in her walk and then her work life can be separate in some ways yeah what has it been like to sort of play someone that displays and acts out their activism in a totally different way than you like you feel like you're using a different muscle how does that how does that feel for you as an actress it feels so full circle because there are some things that like I want to do but don't always have the same I think like same disposition to do or like Mm -hmm. the same um even bravery to do sometimes I mean I am an actress, but I'm also like in many ways sort of an introvert. So like mm. going to protests and being in big crowds isn't always my form of activism as much as like making certain phone calls, signing petitions or or getting on social media and things like that. And Malika is like she's in the crowd. She's going to the protest. She's leading the you know, she's leading the rush into the protest and things like that. So it's been a great way to tap into ways in which like. I have been hesitant to be active, and now I get to do it as Malika. Um, And that's really amazing. So you work with Patrice Cullors on the show, who is a co-founder of Black Lives Matter and is now going to be writing on the next season, which is super exciting. She's so dope. So tell us a little bit about what the process has been once she was working in the show as a consultant. What did that look like for your character? Oh, you know what's amazing is that Patrice has been able to... Patrice is such a bundle of light and it that's incredible because she deals with so much trauma you know whether it be in her own life or working with families who are moving through really intense trauma on a regular basis mm-hmm. um, and also being her life being threatened on a regular basis but she walks around she is laughing smiling cracking jokes at all times so I will say that what's been great and new is that she's been speaking up for the need for Malika to experience more joy in her own life. So ever since she's been in the writer's room, I can I feel that my character has been even more beautifully well-rounded, which she already has been by the incredible writers we have. And now I feel like we're seeing more of Malika's joy. We're seeing more of Malika's love. We're seeing, you know, more layers, you know, like to what it means to be an activist and also be a human being, a learning human being, a flawed human being, you know, and still being an activist and still going through trauma of like death of family members or, you know, all types of things. That's, no, that's got so to watch the show to figure it out. You gotta, <laughs> Lord, Malika be going through it. I had to start oh getting God. acupuncture oh, and really? all time. Yeah, because I was like, I'm holding a lot of yes. you know trauma, Malika's trauma in my yeah. body and my own as my own, you know, in my own human being. But I was like, wait a minute, now, you know, spending days crying and yeah. and going through um, just a lot of intense physical emotion. I had Mm -hmm. to find, you know, get deep in my self-care to make sure that I don't hold on to that and take it home. Yeah. I mean, what have you learned about your own activism playing her? Yeah, I've just learned that I've learned that my form of activism is 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 so okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to judge my activism and I'm learning now through Malika that there are severe and dangerous consequences to some of the ways in which she chooses to resist. And those aren't always the choices that I that are safe for me to make. 
It's not for everyone. Yeah. It really exactly. isn't. And it isn't. Can you imagine, though, if, like, everyone was a Malika? Where, right. Where and we need... Front? Exactly. Are we all required to be out front exactly. like that, getting arrested? What is happening? Exactly. We need people doing different things. Exactly. And learning their own strengths mm-hmm. and figuring out how best to use that for the benefit of other people. Right. But I think it's really important that you said that, because I think there is a lot of pressure, yeah. especially oh with God. social media, like, yes. photos of people at protests can make you feel as someone I'm the same way as like an yeah. introvert I'm like very highly likely to have a panic attack yeah. in that space panic <laughs> attack maybe we won't do that right maybe we will make some strong phone calls exactly <laughs> yeah. and that's and that's so necessary both forms of activism are so necessary and I'll and I'll be honest like when you were going to introduce me as an activist I was like well did I deserve that title right. you know and then so I think it's great I think we're breaking down the walls of what it means to be an activist and and it's great to know you know what are different social tendencies are and how we can fully show up and like be active from a place of of overflow that works for us yes some of the things that we struggle with is like needing to deal with people who have opinions that are completely opposed to yours and so like what what do you do to to handle that situation Oh, my new favorite word is boundaries. Oh, oh. boundaries. <laughs> let's talk about boundaries. Okay, boundaries. let's get into it. Oh, it's such a great word. So by boundaries, I mean that I'm not going to participate in someone's harmful behavior. You know, that means I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be nasty. I can say, okay. And internally, I can say I disagree or I can vocally say I disagree um, right. and just leave it there. And and it's all about knowing that, look, we're all sort of like backgrounds in each other's movies and TV shows. Yes. So none of us are the stars of each person's movie. So like that's the reality you choose to live in. I'm going to live in mine. Do you have advice for someone who is sort of like at the beginning of their activism journey? Like they know they want to make a change. They haven't quite figured out what lane is theirs yet. Like they don't know if they're a protest person, if they're like a donation person. Mm. They're just trying to figure it out. Do you have advice for somebody like that? My advice would be to start with their authenticity um, and their curiosity. So just to like follow what they're most curious about. If there are certain books that interest them, just start there, start reading those books. That book may lead you to um, start to research a certain issue and following your curiosity will take you exactly where you need to be. I mean, I guess my best example is for myself, I do identify as an activist and also like I continue to follow my curiosity and that led me to playing this role you know um i love that i don't know if that yeah like following your curiosity yeah following your curiosity yeah but it's also like start where you are right start yeah start where you're at yeah that's that would be my main advice yeah start where you are follow your curiosity and trust that what you're doing really really is enough and has such an incredible impact and just taking it one step at a time yeah i think that's i think that's incredible advice for someone who's just trying to figure out how what their place in this activism world is i think that's a great place so i would love to hear more about like how do you take care of yourself when you're dealing with all this like heavy stuff acupuncture i have an appointment next week oh i would love to hear like how do you take care of yourself being an activist yeah so i had to make sure for me um i really for me what works well is is physical practices so just making sure that I 
take intentional time each day to move my body in some way. I love yoga. I actually mm. used to teach yoga. Ooh. I used to like, yeah, it was like my side hustle, you know, while yes. auditioning, working at a yoga studio. Um, and now it's so great to be a student. But yeah, like that's that's my main thing is like making sure either I sit down, do a meditation. I listen to a group called Beautiful Chorus that does these like vocal um, mantras. Mm-hmm. They're so great. Um no longer putting that sort of health on the back burner. So like not canceling a doctor's appointment if Ugh. like somebody wants to have a meeting or Ugh. things like that or um, going to the dentist, getting teeth cleaning every few months, yes. you know, all that. Because it gets easy to like say yes to so many things and then maybe like, let me move this other thing around and not tell them that I'm doing that. And then I show up with a little resentment. So, <laughs> so we got to say yes to yeah. ourselves. We got to say yes to ourselves. Our physical spaces, taking care of our physical spaces yes. is so important. Like letting that be your place of recharge, mm-hmm. you know. That is an absolute, that's a mood. Yeah. <laughs> Zara, before we go, um, we would love to hear about what you're excited about for this season that's airing right now. Ooh. Okay, I'm so excited for everyone to experience more of Malika's joy. I'm excited for more of everyone's controversy. More tea shall be spilt. (laughs) Yes, we're going deep into everyone's stories. Um, But yes, just more more joy, more passion, more love, more sex, more life. Um, more tea. There's just more tea, and and there are a lot. There are a lot of um. There are a lot of very cathartic moments happening in this season. So just get ready to be at the edge of your seat, and have all the questions. Um, it's a little nuts. It gets a little. It gets messy. Things are getting messy before they get clean, and it's a wild, exciting, sexy ride. I will be at the Coterie. I yeah. cannot wait. Girl, y'all need to come over. Y'all yeah. need to come over to the Coterie. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I purely want to see it for logistical you should. reasons. You I should. don't understand. <laughs> yeah, Incredible. you should. Well, Zuri, we have learned so much today. Thank you so much for Thank talking you. with us. We've learned about what it's like to play an activist and how to take care of yourself through that. We've learned about the importance of boundaries. We've learned about your own self-care. So we just want to know from you, where can we find you online and how can we support you? We want to be there for you. Oh, I love that question. <laughs> well, you can find me online on Instagram at Zuri Adele, Z-U-R-I-A-D-E-L-E. Um, I'm also on Twitter under the same handle. And you can catch me on Good Trouble. Yes. And how you can support me is by pouring into yourself. Because anything that you send my way, I want it to come from that place, from that place of overflow. So take care of yourselves. Invest in what you need without judgment. Set the boundaries that you need. Drink your water. Mind your business. (laughs) Stack your paper. Absolutely. Yeah. Live your best life because I want to meet you. I want to meet you in that version of you. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Thank you so much for being here. Truly. Thank you. You're the best. Y'all, we had such a great time with Zuri. She has such an amazing spirit. It can be really hard to lean into using your voice to make change, though. So let's check in with Matt Belisai to give us some advice on how to work through that. Hey, everyone. This is Matt Belisai, and I'm here to help you get your life together. Every week, we got questions about our topics of the week. I'm going to choose the best one and give my best advice according to me if you don't like it then whatever get your own podcast and give advice this week's question is from joanne from little rock 
How can I manage my fears of being called out or canceled when I'm still trying to learn and work through my thoughts on different issues? All right. The most important thing is to listen more than you talk. Read. Ask questions. If you're afraid to ask questions out loud, Google that shit. Search it on Twitter. Chances are, if you have a question, a bunch of other people have had that question before you. And someone has provided an answer somewhere that you can find. Nobody is begging for your opinion. Let's be real. So if you're afraid that you think something that might get you called out or canceled, keep that shit to yourself and then learn from it. The other important thing to remember, nobody is born with all of this knowledge just baked in already, okay? Everybody goes through their own process of learning. For the most part, people will understand that you are curious and that you you mean well and that you you want to learn and be a better person. The internet has made everybody feel like you have to have an opinion on everything. And the best thing you could do is before you hit that tweet button, before you hit post, ask yourself, should I be commenting on this at all? Chances are absolutely not. Nobody needs your opinion on this thing unless you're an authority on it. Guess what? The same place that you would go to share your opinion that nobody asked for is the same place that you can go to learn about shit before you post about it. So before you hit that tweet button, before you post, ask yourself, do I know what I'm talking about? And if you don't know what you're talking about, then your name might be Matt Bellisai. So thanks for listening. You can hear my podcast, Unhappy Hour, every Tuesday. Bye. Another incredible episode in the bucket, Jenny. I'm serious. I think we need to get a Peabody. We're geniuses. Truly. (laughs) We just did it again. I feel like every time, I didn't think we could top ourselves. Same. And we continue to. Wow. So truly, (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in yet again. And don't forget to share your thoughts about the show on social media with the hashtag a little forward. And as you know, if you're a real OG, every week we're going to give you a little insider code for those of you who make it through the credits. Tweet us your answer to our weekly question with the hashtag a little forward and we will be watching. That's true. So Jenny, tell us what is the question this week? Okay, this week's question is who is your favorite online activist? Shout them out with the hashtag a little forward. And while you're posting, you might as well follow us on Twitter, too, while you're there. I mean, it's only right. So follow Freeform on Twitter at Freeform TV. And then you can follow us. I'm at April K. Quio. That's Q-U-I-O-H. And I'm at Jenny Yang TV. That's J-E-N-N-Y-Y-A-N-G TV. We expect full Twitter loyalty. Tell your (laughs) friends about the show. Make sure to rate and subscribe to A Little Forward on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. This show is a collaboration between Freeform and Pineapple Street Media, executive produced by Sasha Kai Parker, Kasime Bernard, Maddie Sprung-Kaiser, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and Max Linsky. Produced by Agadenish Ashagre and Josh Gwynn with editing help from Jess Jupiter. Our music is by Brandon Cadell. And that's our show. We'll see you next week. But remember... Drink your water, mind your business, (laughs) stack your paper. Bye. Bye.